Oh, well, welcome to Live Lunch episode number 10. A very different looking vibe. Well, vibe. Live Lunch. Because we have two guests with us. Sadly, Megan couldn't make it because she's a bit poorly. So we're thinking about you, Megan. Hope you recover soon and feel better. Uh, and in place of Megan, we have the wonderful Christian Finer. A finer Christian you will never find. As I like to say. That's a nice introduction. Yeah. So Christian is on staff at Emmanuel. You pretty much run Emmanuel, don't you? You are the central operations manager. That's what we try to do. That's what you try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you live in the North Lane. Live in the North Lane. Yeah, the best place you can live. Best place. Amen. Uh, coffee. Love your coffee. <laughs> I love my coffee. Yeah. Most people already know that probably. Christian's so Instagram handle is Finer Coffee. At Finer Coffee. At Finer Coffee. Follow, right Follow him at Finer Coffee. And who who came up with that idea? Or find a coffee. It was probably an amalgamation of you. Yeah, there's something else right there. What do you mean, Simon? And I think also Alexis Foreman had the hand in it. No, I think it was just me. Just why did no, you have to carry on? So find a coffee on Instagram for uh, a finer coffee enthusiast. Enthusiast, you won't find. Also, sadly, Joel Virgo can't make it this week. He is skiving. <laughs> or skydiving or doing you think he's doing something important yeah what could I'm be more sure, important I'm, I'm than sure he is I, at I live trust, lunch and speaking to I the five regular it. viewers that we have who tune in welcome um, in place of Joel Virgo oh we've already had our first technical snitch Christian yeah, I'm back in. are you back in <laughs> are we good <laughs> uh, is, is there a record for how many <laughs> well we've had, we've had, we haven't had any so, so far right, Megan, right, Megan has absolutely uh, smashed it okay um, some need her back so Tim yes. Tim Jones or Dr. Tim Jones, soon to be Dr. No, Tim, Tim Jones, I'm not, I'm the doctor, <laughs> as uh, I like to call you. Yeah. Tim Jones heads up the preaching. Too and, much praise. Uh, <laughs> Tim Jones heads up preaching and research at Emmanuel. You are the brain behind the machine. Is that how we could say it? Um, <laughs> so Joel's a machine. Joel's, uh, Joel's yeah. Yeah. I don't know if uh, that's uh, that's those are quite the images that I would choose. But brainy machine. The, that the could be the brain behind the machine. Robotics sounds, with the machine. Sounds horrendous. It sounds like Blade Runner or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So tell us a little bit about you, Tim. Well, none of none of that. But uh, yeah, but yeah. So I, I lead preaching and research, which is a group that we have each Tuesday here, and we uh, it's like a teaching group where we look at all of the material we're going to preach, and we spend some time talking about uh, how the words going to be applied. And it's a really special time, to be honest. It's more than just a class. It's actually that we get together around the Word of God and it really changes and provokes us. And I think, you know, when we've got sermons like we had this week and yeah. the ones coming where a lot of different people are preaching across the sites, it's very it's very special for different preachers to all be in the same room and yeah. to be arguing with each other and uh, uh, having, having some fun around it as <laughs> the well. Preacher's yeah. as yeah, the preacher's pit. The preacher's pit, yeah. yeah, yeah so that, that was one of the names that didn't make the shortlist. Oh, okay. But, but well, yeah, yeah, the preacher's pit. Preacher's pit. Yeah. Yeah. Preacher's pit. You went with preaching and... I don't know. Preaching research. And, and wrestling. Yeah. Preaching wrestling. Yeah. Uh, wrestling with the words. Wrestling, yeah. with, wrestling with the words. Yeah. Um, I do really I do really enjoy talking to you outside of this context. I mean, I'm sure this context will be amazing, but you are just one of the, the smartest guys. You sound surprised. No, no, no. If, if you ever get a chance to get some time with Tim, Please Tim do. is always up for coffee and food. Yeah. And good chat. Yeah, I've been promised that, actually. You have been promised, and hopefully food should arrive. Is, is that um, what happens? And even just, just so Tim, you, down. you... And it comes. <laughs> like, uh, like manna from heaven. It, it does. Good. 
Yeah. I look forward to that. Um, so you preached at our Clarendon Centre site mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yep. Uh, what did you preach on? So let's talk about John the Baptist from uh, the first first 12 verses of Matthew 3. And um, I, I think, you know, John the Baptist is a character who fascinates me. He doesn't seem to get very much airtime in the Bible. But what, what you see of him is in century. He just turns up like a, like a bomb on the scene and um, uh, causes a, what would be the hugest story of 400 years that, that's suddenly all of the people in Jerusalem, Judea and beyond the Jordan are coming out to get baptized by him. Um, and he just has one simple message, which is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And um, I was just looking a bit at what, what he means by that message, what he means when he says there's one coming after him who's he's not even worthy to be the slave of the slave of their slave. Yeah. Uh, but I think the repentance thing was really um, what what's struck me. <laughs> Hello, oh, let's stop you right there. Hello. 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 Wow. Thank you. Tim was just getting into a bit of a rant. So that's right. I, I was, yeah, yeah. You just, you just saved all of us. <laughs> Food is right with the red much, so we could sacrifice Tim if if it goes too long. Yeah, yeah. Food from Patty and Bun. Thanks very much, Patty and Bun, and the lovely Thank people you. at Deliveroo who brought it over for us. Um, yeah. Can I just say, Dave, Dave Schnitter, hello. Oh, Dave from Berlin. Oh, hello, Dave. Hey, Dave. He's here. He's on. Woo. Oh, yes. Super. We love Dave. Hello. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Did you help me with this? Yeah. And then I keep going. <laughs> Carry on talking. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Um Yeah. This something quite fascinating which you said in your preach was... Uh, I heard it, I heard it in, at, the, at the marina site and Kenny McCush preached. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope I'm not mixing up the two of your points. Um... Was he was when when John the Baptist said repent and be baptized to a predominantly Jewish uh, audience, um, he was saying something very radical because the Jews did not have to be baptized. Yes, yeah. Um, they were already part of the chosen community, so yeah. the, so baptism was for the outsider who wanted to become a part of the Jewish community. Right. Right. So, why were the Jews being baptized then? Yes, I, I think that that's that's a really good. That's one of those things that you could just pass over when you're reading the text and not pass ask over. the question. You pass over. Um, but the I, th- I think that pass over. I think this is a Lamborghini. <laughs> oh, really? Which, yeah, yeah. What, both one, one of them. Okay, I just okay, move it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that that's why uh, you see the Pharisees and Sadducees coming out to see what John's doing, because he's baptizing people who they would they would want to say, no, these are God's people, and that's what we're arguing for. But uh, these people are responding in faith. They're saying, yeah, actually, you know, we need to turn to God yeah. as as much as anyone because the because his rulership is being instituted right now. That's what kingdom of heaven, heaven is at hand means. Mm. It's happening now, mm. and he's he's very keen to just impress the urgency on them. And clearly, they respond because they're all getting baptized. Mm. So these religious authorities come out uh, to to figure out what's going on. And he he basically calls them children of the devil straight off yeah. the bat. He just says, look, look, "Who told you to come come flee from the wrath yeah. to come? You're children of a snake." Mm. And that that has very clear connotation in the yeah. Jewish mind. Obviously, you think it's about so it. fascinating because, the, because of how countercultural his his message was. I'm trying to think, or if you maybe one maybe one of you had a suggestion to this. If that was if the if the message that he was preaching was so jarring and so different from the status quo, could you compare that to a message in today's world? 
and say, if he was saying this today, it, mm. that's how shocking and whoa, that's what he just said. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that is, that's a hard comparison to make, but it is basically um, challenging the fundamental label that they have as the, as the people of God. Yeah. Um, and it, anything where you call the label itself into question and, uh, get, and say whatever label you're giving, the behavior that you're doing doesn't, doesn't live up to it. It's not the same thing. It is hard for me to think of an actual example of that. I think it's quite a unique thing in some ways that he's, that he's saying to them definitely shocking yeah i mean you know not to give too much away but you can read further on into next week and we're talking about Ooh, spoiler. jesus spoiler alert. being baptized jesus, and, being baptized. jesus but so so if you're saying lots of questions on that here, here are the here are the israelites being baptized yeah and that seems wrong yeah here's the one who john recognizes to be the messiah yeah then, then coming and, do, and doing the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and I, I think you know i'd like to talk more if i you know if i can Take the reins on that. If we have you back, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see, won't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the issue at stake for John is this thing: repentance. Mm. What, what, what's uh, the Greek word metania, and it has two parts, like meta and noia, mm-hmm. meaning change of the mind. Um, and that's what he's, he's saying to them: they, the baptism isn't the big news. The um, uh, you know, the kingdom of heaven being there is just the fact that causes it. Saying. Because the kingdom of heaven's come near, this is the thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. You need you need to, uh, well, you could read it as change your mind, but it's not that really. It's him echoing what the Old Testament prophets always say to the people of God when they go astray, mm-hmm. and that's you need to turn back to God. So he's telling he's telling the people of Israel, get ready for this kingdom of God to be instituted by turning back personally. So get ready for this big world-changing thing by getting yourself in line with what God's doing. Mm. So, you know, in some ways that message hasn't changed at all. That's that's still the, the message of Christianity. Mm. You know, there's a turning to God. But I'll, I guess what I, I really want to labour is that it's a happy thing. Mm. It's a joyful thing. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. And that's what, you know, you know if I want to say really one thing today, yeah. it would be that. Because yeah. you, you rarely associate joy with repentance. Yeah. Yeah, it tends to be mm. a posture of humility, a posture of morose, uh, um, yeah, like sadness. individualist as well. Mm. I think it's it's yeah. always just me going off and just saying sorry to God. I sinned again. Just I'm going to pause you right that these burgers are on point. I trust you. Patty trust you. I, I trust you, but I'm mate, also I, you know if, I, if I'm going to make a confession, I'm kind of nervous about eating, eating and, talking. and talking. Yeah, you're a we, bit of bit we, an old pro. On we that. don't have this problem with all. No, he's quite good at eating and talking. Is he? I, know. I know he's good at talking. Because you're going to yeah. get that in your beard, and that's just not going to look right on camera. Yeah, it's a lot of challenges here. Um, so, yeah. So I was just looking at some of the questions here. Questions? <clears throat> no, wow. actually, no. I was going to make it up. Someone called Dave Jones <laughs> completely made up. They want to know. Jones. It's probably someone called Dave Jones. Yeah, it probably is. They want to know. Sounds legit. What's, what have you had to repent of this week? Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, perhaps spending so much time thinking about you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, to be honest, it's always a weird thing in the run-up to preaching anything uh, or teaching a class or anything like that. Because yeah, if, if, if you're preaching about God, if you're teaching about Jesus, he tends to do the work on you first, tends to put you through through the... The ringer on the whole, the whole uh, thing that you're about to preach about, which is a huge blessing, yeah. as well. But I think I've had to, I've had to look really deeply about um, 
you know, there's options. You can avoid repentance in lots of different ways. You can, and by repentance, I, I mean turning to God. I don't mean concentrating massively on what it is you're turning away from. There's mm. like there's the grab bag, junk drawer of things that you would be turning away mm. from, but it's who you're turning to that is the big news in in uh, repentance. Mm. And I think I think yeah, just like you know, without going into it too much, I think I think there's been a lot of opportunities. I mean, pra- <laughs> perhaps if you talk to my wife, she'll tell you more. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I, the the thing that I want to underscore is what I said to Johan, and that's that uh, it's it is a joyful thing. It's a yeah. serious thing, it, and we we don't really get our head around so that something can be serious and joyful at the same time. It can mm. be serious, but like. By joyful, I, I don't mean something pious. I mean it's, it's happy. It's yeah. a good thing, and the story it, it of does the, you good in your heart. Actually, you feel good. The story of the of the prodigal son comes to mind. So his coming back into his father's right. home, yeah, yeah, is a serious moment, and yet it's met with with joy and celebration and a party. Yeah, and I think surprise on the behalf of the son coming yeah. back. You're always surprised at how good God is. Yeah, when you turn to God, you're like. He, he's not there to lay the smack down on you. Yeah. He's, he's not there to put, pull you over the coals. He's there saying, beloved son, because hmm. you're accepted in Christ. You're accepted in the beloved. Yeah, that, that, I, I remember having a, such a vivid experience of that once where I knew, I, I felt God had revealed some, a relationship in my life that wasn't wasn't right. This is many, many years ago. Um, and repenting and feeling, I'm now going to be crushed with the weight of repentance and and almost punishment mm-hmm. for what I'd done. And I wasn't. It, it was met with one of the most soothing, calming, like balm was poured over wounds. Mm. Like it genuinely did not feel like That's this is Lord. horrible. Yeah. yeah, and it's just mm. God's goodness. Um, and so the experience of forgiveness That changes you wonderful. though, doesn't it? That, that, I think that changes you in a way that just just being told off or being corrected doesn't. And it's, mm. like, it's like there's a favourite verse in the Psalms that I have uh, where King David says that it's your gentleness that's made me great. I think yeah. I, I, cre- I probably quote it in pretty much every sermon that I preach because I'm, that never gets old for mm. me. And that, that's, it's just such an insight into, the, into God's way of maturing you. Because because your taste changed because of that. You actually like hmm. you, you you're won by love. Yeah. You're won over by him. Him. Like, you know, it doesn't in any way make you denigrate the sin or no. or the um, uh, the distraction. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be sin. It could just be like getting off focus. Yeah. Because getting off focus means turning back to God just mm. as much as you know willfully transgressing. Mm. But it just makes all of those things lose their savour when you're met with full love and um, fatherly love that c- grows you up. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Is it, yeah. I, that, I've never really thought about it like that, that repentance can be a joyful process. And you, yeah. And in some ways it encourages you to repent because, A, yes, the whole experience of meeting with God and spending time with God and, and yeah. encountering His grace is wonderful. But then you also know that he's now going to take you on a journey towards change mm-hmm. and towards a different life and just bringing things to light and killing stuff which which can be a distraction. Yeah. I mean, not evil in itself, but just things which have taken you off track and yeah. taken you off focus yeah. and and saying, but God, you don't feel like God leaves you to your own devices. He just fills you with the spirit. Yeah. And then Amen. you go on that journey with God. It's wonderful. I think that another question that comes to mind is if Jesus has, has paid for all our sins and it's been done and dusted why do we have to repent 
Mm. But then maybe that question itself shows the misunderstanding of repentance. <laughs> You're answering yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm listening. And it shows that, but correct me if I'm wrong, um, is that even saying, oh, why do I have to repent? Is we're thinking more the words than the actual change in behavior. Yeah. Though I, th- yeah. I feel like both are important because... Yeah. Um, I think there's so many things, like to me, it's on a sliding scale of uh, descriptions that don't get to the heart of repentance. Mm. So the first one would be something like uh, saying sorry. And that's, that's the general way that we use repent. Mm. I just, when people say that's the primary thing in repentance, I draw their attention to the Lord's Prayer. Mm that doesn't start, oh, I'm so sorry for my sin, please let me back into your presence and blah, blah, blah. Mm. No, it, it starts, our Father in heaven, he's still yeah. your father. Yeah. The, his institute of the relationship can't be broken. Uh, so you, you come on the basis of acceptance. You come on the basis of a father who's, who's welcoming you in. And you get to talking about, you know, forgives her trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. Fairly Far down the list after you've asked for him to give you stuff and to, to, (laughs) you know, like you've been welcomed in and you do do business, Hmm. but it's in the context of uh, like full acceptance that uh, that's the big news. And that's what I was keen to impress on people. So you've got repentance as saying sorry. The second one, which I I think these are parts of it, but I think that they, the order needs to be flipped. The second one would be uh, repentance as in turning away from the thing putting right what's wrong and I think that's important but I still think if you put that before the other thing which is turning to God Mm. turning to God as your father then you've got it around the wrong way it needs to be flipped on its head these other bits are important but this is the big news Mm. the turning to God and that's why it's a joyful process because you're assured of the outcome I guess that's the thing I can be vulnerable I I can tell you exactly what I've done I can explain it I can mourn it I can feel silly about it I feel shame, whatever, all in the context of one who's saying, I love well you. done, yeah. I love you. Yeah. yeah. So, which is massive. Wow. That's, that's, there's nothing like that in any other faith, any other religion. Yeah. There's, because it's, that's true. This yeah. is the true truth. <laughs> so do you think there's, there's power in, in, in saying, forgive me, and in seeking repentance? Um, or does it have to do with the change in behaviour? Do you get what I'm saying? So is repenting... Explain a bit more. So do I then... I mean, the, the Our Father does say, forgive us our, our trespasses. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's value in saying it. Yeah. And I, I think that's really what my question is, is. Why do we have to say, forgive me, when I should just... Right. I'm when, making when, a mistake, when, I need to stop when, and, when it's and, and do something. Well, I think just because it is categorically wrong. Yeah. Where, where, if something's been highlighted to you by the Holy Spirit, yeah. you've got a conviction of sin then there's something to do with that. Mm. Yeah, and it's to keep short accounts with God. So if, if you read uh, uh, Brother, Brother Lawrence's uh, practice, uh, practice of the presence of God, sort of great uh, sort of uh, medieval tracts f- from a monk who talk about uh, devotional life. We'll put a link to that book yeah, in the description. Yeah, yeah, I think you get it online for free. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, okay. it's really great. And there's he's reflecting on what he would do at the end of the day just look at how the day went and it, it says if you found anything was lacking in his devotion to god he'd apologize for it quickly and then he would get back to enjoying god and that's what that's what i love about mm. it i was just like well, that's so antithetical to the kind of dragging yourself through the mud crawling mm. on your knees type christianity which you see in certain articulations like the movie atonement well okay, I, I, yeah i haven't seen it i don't know mm. so but i i think that anything where you see people really hauling themselves over the coals yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. that it's going to oppress god in some yeah. way it's been done yeah you know that that's that's dealt with 
Um, so you do that. Then the other thing I would say is that uh, it's it's a group project. It's we can because it's embarrassing because you're talking about sin and shame. Um, we naturally want to keep it hidden and we've got an enemy who wants us to want to keep it hidden mm. as well I, th- I think that there's you know it's not for no reason that the scriptures tell us you know you confess your sins one to another that you'd be healed yeah that's what i was saying is actually that that there's a therapeutic thing with actually sharing with brother with a sister and uh uh, being set free of something, which you you couldn't if you kept it in the dark. If it's it, a topic for another day, but physical huge, healing through forgiveness as well. Yeah, because because yeah. we're not we're not mind body spirit. We're we're a unity. We're yeah. we're you know, and the th- choices that you make in your mind affect your body. Choices you make in your body affect your mind, etc. It's it is of a piece. I like what you said about forgiveness being a, a group thing and a community thing. And I was going to ask you, Christian. Christian, you are one of our excellent small group leaders yeah. and you lead a cluster of small groups so yeah. um, have you have you found particularly in through leading small groups and through that building community within church that repentance is a process that you can easily bring into small group the small group setting yeah it's interesting what, what Tim was saying about that I thought it's just it's a clear advert for, for small groups yeah. you, know, you know if, you, if you're not in a small group um, that is the context where you yeah you build those friendships relationships where you can you share with one another and I, I think um, yeah my experience with small group is that you know at first it's it is a, a light level you know but then the, the more you get to know each other the more that people share things that happen in their lives and things that they sometimes they don't even feel like they need to yeah. turn back to God for mm. it, it maybe wasn't even a problem mm. but um, but actually the, the more time you spend with Christian Brothers and sisters, you do you do find oh actually that is a that is a problem and that's actually been holding. That's back. so true. I think having people around you just helps you see blind spots. You're yeah. totally, totally oblivious yeah, yeah. to you, and you you think God's gonna zero in on this in your life, but as as you speak, you realize oh no, actually it's something completely different that He's working on at this juncture. And yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd say a great book along those lines. Very simple books. Ed Welch's books, uh, side by side. Have you read that one? It's, no. Yeah, it's, it's very it's good to use in groups, but it basically it's just making the point that you do um, the living of the Christian life, and especially this area of repentance and um, following and wisdom, all all of those kind of things act together. Mm-hmm. You do it side by side, so I don't do it like I'm I'm your master and you're you're my servant, or like vice versa. We're both children of God, mm-hmm. and actually we're we're under one Lord, so we walk together side by side, and we. I mean, in that is really what what we call shalom, you know, the peace with God that gives you peace with other people. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I think it's it's a, a huge uh, undoing of the individualistic lie that a lot of us have lived with, where, we, you know, I have to prove myself. I have to have to show it all on my own merits. And the kingdom's not like that. Yeah. It's, it's us together. Yeah, so, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I, listening to a <clears throat> Terry Vogel video or watching a Terry Virgo video and, and he talked about building small group and he said when he started building when he started gathering a small group of people mm. people turned up with their Bibles but he said no let's bring Scrabble and bring a whole bunch of board games and then let, let's start by playing Scrabble together and then as the weeks went by Scrabble, yeah. and Terry kept <laughs> rinsing them at, at Scrabble <laughs> uh, but 
it just became they built a relationship and yeah. they started talking and how are you finding reading your bible and how are you finding praying and right. then those conversations began and so discipleship came out of relationship first and you're not hiding behind anything are you you're no, not coming there like no. hammer you and I'm going to sort your life mm. out and your, your confession and all this you're like no it's let's very, just very easy to do be that. friends yeah. It is easy to, to try and hide behind spiritual pedigree or spiritual practices, mm. so-called, and actually miss the really spiritual practices of being of brothers sp- and sisters. And Scrabble. Of Scrabble. Scrabble is very That's, that's high on my list, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very good at it. I, I, got, <laughs> I got the Game of Thrones Risk. I got the Risk Game of Thrones edition for Christmas. Ah. But I've never played Risk before. Okay. I, I think I need... Uh, Christian, yeah. Christians. Let's just, let's just get some... Well, I, I, I trust his advice on anything board game mm. related. It's a can't, can't serious, like... Uh, serious. Yeah. Too competitive. Yeah. Too settlers. Oh, yeah. I love Settlers. Yeah. Um, it, we've got a few more minutes, so I'm going to ask a couple more questions. Right. If, um, if you're not in a small group context... Hmm. Or there's stuff that you feel like, hey, I don't want to bring this to to a, a, a public group setting. Hmm. What are some practical tips that you could help people with who might want to repent or feel like, you know, this has raised some issues and I'd, I'd like to repent of this. What should I do? Um, li- literally, the first thing that comes to my mind is that you, you pray. And it's it, this is not just a, a get out, like, oh, go pray. I pray specifically that God will give you brothers or sisters who who can be trusted at wow. that level? Yeah. No, I, I I really stand by this strongly. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. as a you know, so in my early twenties, my prayers were always about having a partner and always about you know just finding someone special to yeah. spend life with, and you know I was always kind of chasing after that kind of relationship, that kind of confidant. And uh, I remember at one at one point, God just highlighted to me: you need brothers, you need people around you who are going to be you, you know. You're, you're in tune with each other because you're in tune with the Lord rather mm. than trying to make you know relationships work and be more trustworthy etc mm. so I was praying for the whole of a term from like the September to the December praying for God just give me some brothers just give me some brothers um, and nothing was happening and then after that Christmas I think we went on a weekend away and I, I met um, a group of guys who uh, were praying together each morning and they, they invited me to come in on that mm. when they, when we got back and just sort of friends for life out of that where you deep relationships that the Lord put in mm. place so that's what I would say if people aren't in community take you know don't just do that you can take steps towards meeting people and say hi and be, mm. be nice to people but ask God to give you that mm. ask him to provide those relationships he does it mm. Mm. Yeah. brilliant I think the knowledge that you're coming to a forgiving God is helpful when you get down on your knees and repent and as, as you, you've touched on earlier, I, I find that really helpful is knowing that I'm not going to a disciplinarian. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to somebody who's like me as a father. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But I'm going to someone who's, yeah. who's far greater than me. And You don't have to wonder whether he's going to say you're accepted mm. or you're forgiven. This, that's never in question. Yeah. It's not it, it, like no matter what. And, the, you know, there's consequences in life. There's things that we do. And, you you, you know, C.S. Lewis says something like you might have to go and hand yourself into the police. You might yeah. have to do that. There's consequences. Mm. Fair enough. But with the Lord, you know, you, you, you know you're going to go to him, experience full forgiveness, and you might have to make big decisions in the practical. How's this going to be made right? Well, I'm going to have to go and, go and yeah. speak to so-and-so. I'm going to have to, yeah. Brilliant. Well, we've come to the end of our time together. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you, brothers. Dr. Tim yeah. and uh, Christian Feiner, the Feiner mm. Christian. Not so, Dr. For 
Not yet, Neither Dr. Christian. Or Dr. Andrew Wilson thinks you're the doctor. Uh, he, he just does that. Guys, you can see the bar. We can have this conversation. We'll carry on. Thanks so much for joining us. Tune in same time next week. We might have Dr. Tim back with us because he's preaching this Sunday at the Clarendon Centre on the next yes, sermon the next in our sermon, series of yeah, Matthew, Matthew, which we will find out about next week. Look forward to it. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Thank you, mate.